professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, chartered accountants and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. 708 on CJD. Welcome to Today's Entrepreneur, presented by Fuller Landau, a program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. My name is Dan Delmar, along with my co-host, Fuller Landau's Josh Miller. Welcome back, Josh. Great to be back, Dan. And uh, as you heard in the promos, we're, we're trucking tonight. We are trucking tonight. Uh, our cheesy promo. We're going to keep on trucking. And in studio with us, uh, Jean Soulier and Derek Vincent of CV Logistics. Welcome, guys. Hey, gentlemen. Thank you. Hello. So first, we can start a bit by just uh, telling us a bit about uh, what CV Logistics does. What is logistics? Is it, very, is it a logical business, guy? Far from the truth. It depends who's behind it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Jean, would you like to take this? Okay, so CV Logistics is a transportation broker. Basically, we help our customers find innovative ways to move their freight across North America. But you don't handle, you don't own trucks, you don't do the trucking itself? No, we don't own trucks. Uh, we, we coordinate the logistics. Most companies need more than just trucks. They need warehousing, they need, they need shipping. They need all kinds of solutions. What we do is stitch it all together to make sure that they can get their freight to where it needs to be most cost-effectively in a time-sensitive way. So, Derek, how did you get into this business, or how did the family start this business? Well, you just took my answer. I was born into it. Um, so thanks for stealing my fame there. Um, no. Sign of things to come. <laughs> uh, my father started the business in 1991. He was, uh, he was actually previously working at Domtar for about 25 years. He was the general manager of transportation distribution over there. And as Domtar started uh, downsizing, I have to clear my throat. <coughs> Sorry about that. Um, uh, Domtar started downsizing. My father was um, approached by, well, when he was leaving Domtar, he was approached by a few of his buddies back in the day who were owning uh, major transport companies and saying, hey, listen, we need a little bit of help in the States. We need some help to bring our trucks back. So my father started getting involved in uh, helping these guys fill their trucks back with freight from the States into, into Canada. Um, so the business started out of the house. It was just uh, my dad and my mom. And uh, at that age, I was 14, 15 years old, so I wasn't really too involved in business. I was just a little bit more involved in uh, <coughs> women so uh, and partying. And um, around 18, 19 years old, I took off out west in a door-to-door um, -door sales adventure, uh, which actually was a fantastic experience. It really taught me how to work, um, how to sell how to uh, overcome any type of sales fear because you know when you're picking up a phone or when you're going to see anybody it, it is a little bit intimidating in the beginning what were you selling uh, coupons coupons for restaurants golf courses and you name it you ever had anybody knock on your door and say hey I got a good great deal for you 20 bucks bunch of two-for-ones well that was probably somebody in the organization I was working with or maybe even myself um, but it was a fantastic learning experience and uh, while I was out west my father was growing the business and uh, just him and my mom, you know, trucking along, um, and um, for use of a cheesy little phrase there. Um, and um, I ended up coming back at the age of 21, and I was about to go back out west, and my father said, hey, why don't you uh, check out what we do here? You know, you're, you're working hard out west, you're working 14, 16 hours a day, and, uh, you know, you, you know, you're 20 years old, why don't you, like, have a balanced life and try this out? Did you, did you ever have thoughts of actually coming into the family business at any point before that? Uh, no, not at all. Not at all, not at all, not at all. Uh, reason being is, you know, growing up, my father was, you know, he was in traffic from 6 a.m. till, you know, he'd be in the office at 6 a.m. every day, and then he'd be coming home in traffic every day, and it wasn't something that I really wanted to do. I saw my dad doing it for us, and I really appreciate what he did, because, 
you know, he gave us the lifestyle that we have now, and I mean, the company that he's left for us to, uh, or left for me and to, to, to help grow here. Um, but no, at that age, I was not interested in it at all. I mean, listen, I was 18, 19, I was doing sales. It was a wonderful experience, um, you know, working with a lot of young kids and trying to get ahead. And this, you know, transportation is a little bit of an older industry. You have to be a little bit more serious and down to earth. And uh, I mean, as I've gotten older, I've matured. <laughs> yeah, it's debatable. So when, you, so when you first came into the business, where what was your first role? Did you start right away in the company? Was it? Uh, well, when I first came into the business, my father said, uh, "Go and work with one of my friends and go and learn the business, because I can't train you." So I ended up working with one of his friends, um, Chico Nanji. So Chico, if you're listening, hello and thank you very much. Uh, learned from him for about a year. And uh, got enough experience to go off on our own. Started getting on the phones and started, uh, you know, getting a few customers here and there, and passed them on to my father because I really didn't know what to do once I had a customer. And um, started booking trucks. And I knew that part because that's where you know it's the basis that I was being trained when I was working over with Chico. And um, went from there. Just built the business from there. My father would do the would do the entertaining and you know, the stuff behind the scenes that, you know, the fun stuff. Well, I would be um, booking trucks from my bedroom, basically, is what happened. And uh, I met my wife during that period. And uh, my bedroom ended up, well, was, was my office. And, you know, when you meet a young little French girl when you're 22, 23 years old, you end up staying out till 4 or 5 in the morning every day. And for those of you in the transport industry, we all know it starts at 7 a.m. So I'd be working out of my bed. And uh, for the first six months, my father thought it was kind of cute. But then once the seventh month hit, he was like, okay, kid, you got to grow up. Let's move down the street and get an office. So uh, moved down the street, got an office, hired our first employee, Harry Abbott, if you're listening. Hello, Harry, who is still with us today and does a fantastic job with us um, and, and grown from there. Was, was this what you expected coming into the family business? You were having fun, you were selling on the road, and now you're getting all serious. I mean, how did, how did you react to that? Um, well, the serious part still hasn't really actually happened yet, but no, it's not true. I mean, we are serious. We are working hard. Um, how did I react to that? I don't really, uh, to be honest, I don't really know. I mean, it's just, it's just, I was trained to work hard. You know, I mean, in the business that I was in before, work hard. And even before the business I was in before, I always saw my father working hard. And I mean, there's no real secret. It's just, you know, work hard. You know, get on the phone and do what you need to do and service people. You know, I li I'm a happy guy. I like it when people are happy around me. So what's the best way to, you know, have a nice lifestyle? Well, make the customers around you happy as well. And I would imagine it's certainly a, a big people business and work ethic as an owner is, is an important role. And when we come back uh, from the break, uh, we're going to talk about the people in your business and a little bit about work ethic and not working from the bed. <laughs> as we roll on here on Today's Entrepreneur, <laughs> terrible. I'm sorry, uh, CV Logistics, uh, Jean Soulier and Derek Vincent joining us this evening. It's 7.15 on CJ80. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants, and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. Inspiring stories from outstanding business people. Welcome back to Today's Entrepreneur. I'm Dan Delmar, along with Fuller, La Fuller Landau's Josh Miller, and our guests this evening from CV Logistics, Jean Soulier and Derek Vincent. Logistics, guys, uh, a lot of it's a people business, certainly. You're selling a lot on the phone, uh, sight unseen in, in many cases. Uh, what, kind of, what kind of investment do you have to do in terms of a, a personal level, a people level, to, to communicate that you guys are trustworthy and to develop very close relationships with people? <laughs> Be a good person, I guess. That's where it starts off, you know. The foundation is, you know, what is it in the Bible? Do unto others as they'll have done unto you. 
I hope my uh, teachers from Lyle <laughs> are listening to me now. Um, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, be, be a good person. What goes around comes around. I strongly believe in that. And as we were talking about earlier in, in the lobby, you know, having every every person in the business counts. Every single biz- person in the business counts, like I was saying, whether it's the guy who makes the photocopies or washes your bottle or whatever. I mean, you're drinking out of that bottle. You you take time for everybody in the office. Um, you know, we're talking earlier about also being a psychologist. You know, we all have our problems, and we all need someone to share our issues with, and it's always nice when people listen and being able to uh, to share them with one another. You're nodding at me. Do you have a particular management style that's worked for you? <laughs> Uh, it's just, no, not really. It's just, you know, being myself and just, you know, once again, doing what I, th- what I would like to have done to me. You know, if I'm in a situation where there's an issue uh, and I want someone to listen to me, I, I would appreciate them listening. So it's kind of the same thing. And if, if there's somebody who's more knowledgeable, um, I would go to them and ask them for their help. I would ex- appreciate the their time and for them to help me. And I mean, I do have a lot of mentors, a lot of great people who, you know, when I have questions that I go and speak with and that help me out. So I need to do the same thing. Usually a lot of the entrepreneurs on our show fall into two categories. The, there's the authoritarian boss and the sort of the team, uh, you know, the, the democratic boss. Which which one are you? <laughs> I'm the mom. <laughs> and, I, and I'm the dad. Ah, I see. <laughs> <laughs> and they play off on each other, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, one of the... Uh, Derek Is that a sex g- joke? <laughs> <laughs> Derek doesn't give himself enough credit. I mean, one of the, one of the things he does well is uh, help the employees define goals and objectives for themselves and short things, things that they can all achieve. My job is pretty much making sure that the compensation plan and how they get paid is in line with that. I always say that show me how someone is paid and I'll show you how they behave. And we teach our staff not only to, to ask that question of themselves, but ask that question of their customers and continuously find out how does someone benefit. And so by creating something for our employees that can benefit them not only short-term but long-term, because all of our employees have the opportunity of, of owning a piece of CV Logistics, which is something we're very proud of. Uh, so we take all these young, driven people, give them the opportunity to work hard and get compensated for that. Um, have great jobs, great careers, and, and really that's what it is. It's not a job. Job just over broke, right? We, we want to give people something uh, that's bigger than that. Derek, you, your dad started this business. Did you have a similar philosophy? Did, he, did you guys kind of treat and deal with your human resource and your team in a similar way? No, no. Um, <laughs> no. We, um, I mean, like I said earlier, we, we started off the office at the bottom of the hill because, you know, I, I was working out of my bed. And, um, no, my father was very old school in the sense of being happy with the customers that he has and let's grow with the customers we have and take good care of our employees, you know, give them a good salary and give them a bonus and so on and so forth. I mean, we have some very, very, very loyal people in our office, you know, Larry Carlino, Linda Ford, Harry Abbott. These are people who've been with us since, you know, since we moved down the hill. And um, <clears throat> fantastic people. I mean, people that, I mean, I, I count my life and I, they would take care of me in any in any position ever. Um, did we have that opportunity back then? No. What brought that opportunity about was my experience with the door-to-door back in the day. Um, you know, when you're, you're out, out knocking on doors and it's minus 400 outside, you have to have some type of motivation to be getting ahead. And the motivation there was to be able to own your own business one day. And uh, I always said that was something that I wanted to do with CV Logistics. It's not something my father did want to do, which is understandable. He was at the age where, you know, when I came in, he was 50-something years old, going towards his retirement. And he just wants to, you know, pull back and enjoy life. And he greatly deserves so. So um, in the midterm, you know, I was working hard at CV Logistics, 
and I know Larry, Harry, and Linda are probably laughing now. Um, but uh, I was also getting involved in other businesses because I always wanted to grow. I always wanted, I want to be around people who, uh, you know, are in, a, 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 in an area where they can uh, solve problems, where they can get ahead, where, they, where it's a good energy. You know, I'm all about positive energy and positive attitudes and just people being happy. You know, we spend so much, we spend more time with the people we work with than our own families. Sorry. All right. No, that's okay. That's, that's, that's a good point. Passion, 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 passion works well. We'll pick up on that point in just a second. We have to take a very quick break with uh, Jean and Derek from CV Logistics. This is Today's Entrepreneur on CJAD. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, chartered accountants, and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. Today's Entrepreneur with our guests from CV Logistics, Jean Soulier and Derek Vincent. And uh, a big part of trucking, Josh, is, I guess, trusting all the people you're going to work with, uh, many of whom you never, ever see, or all across North America. It's tricky. And in the service business, I mean, you're relying on the trucks. You're relying on other people to bring the goods from one end to the other. And I'm sure in the many years and the growth that uh, Jean, Derek, perhaps you can enlighten us and either if there's been industry changes or dealing with carriers What's helped make you succeed? <laughs> I'll take this. Um, once again, it's, it's from where my when my father started off. You know, started off the business. He was coming in with all the big boys. You know, the the uh, the Mark and Thibodeaux of the world. Mark Thibodeau, that was for you. Um, XTLs and all. You know, the big players back in the day. Um, my father had relationships with all of the presidents of these companies, so we had, you know, the right in to these places. So that's how it started to get started to to develop. Um, now with the whole marketplace changing, you know, where Transforce is coming in, buying everybody up and consoli consolidating everybody together, there's a lot more. There's a lot of smaller trucking companies that are being um, that are opening up, which is fantastic because you get to develop relationships with guys who have, you know, five, ten trucks or whatever, and they really count on you. You know, we become a, a, a big part of their business that, you know, puts food on their table. How do you, how do you find them and how do you make sure that they're real and they won't screw you? Well, I mean, you know, there, there's enough regulation in this industry today uh, in the United States and in Canada uh, that makes that information pretty much available to us. Uh, so different online resources that we can check. I mean, we have processes that check our, our carrier's insurance to make sure that, you know, they're properly, they have all the, the right T's crossed and I's dotted. Uh, really, I mean, transportation's a small world. Even though it, it's a big industry, it's a small world, and you get to know everyone. And w one of the partners that we have in our business, Mark Thibodeau, uh, he sold uh, Thibodeau Transport to Transforce. Uh, I, you know, he's a partner in CV Logistics, and when we go to these carriers with someone with his knowledge, and he can talk to them about how to maximize the utilization of their assets, because that's really what it's about for them. It's how can I keep these wheels rolling as much as possible? And Mark will come in with his vast experience and, and show them how, and then all of a sudden we don't just become a broker for their services, we actually become a partner of theirs that they rely on, and that's the trick. I, I imagine with, with all the different carriers and trucking, there's so many things that can go wrong and there's so much troubleshooting. Have you ever had to deal with, uh, with a carrier issue that you had to resolve pretty quick so that the client didn't know that anything was wrong? No, yeah. never. Transportation's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> so smooth. Yeah, this, uh, this, this happened. Like, I, I'm a software guy at heart. I haven't been in this industry for too long. I've been here for a couple of years. Uh, like my first couple of months on the job, uh, we had one uh, customer that was shipping frozen bread from uh, the southern United States into Montreal and we we got a phone call 
uh, from a carrier telling us that he didn't want to wait the eight hours in line at the border because he had somewhere to be. So he was dropped off the frozen bread to an, an undisclosed refrigerated warehouse and told us that if we didn't pay the bill to him, wire the money over, he wouldn't tell us where the bread was. And then <laughs> we had our customer on the other end who's trusting our services. So immediately what we did was we, we relied on our old friend Google, told the entire call center to call every refrigerated warehouse within 50 kilometers of the border point where he was expected to cross so that we could find our bread. Uh, and the end of that story was is we found our bread. We, we, <laughs> we dealt with that carrier uh, in, the, in the proper way. And, but the problem was is that we got hijacked. We had to pay twice as much as what the load was worth to us. Uh, we had to, it was like unbelievable how much we got charged. But guess what? The bread got delivered on time and the customer didn't even feel it. And that's our responsibility. To, to answer your question earlier, Dan, what is logistics? We're problem solvers. It's quite the problem when someone's hijacking your bread. <laughs> <laughs> the old bread hijackers. <laughs> and I would imagine that, that, and in any business, and any entrepreneurial life, due diligence plays a huge role, even with change of regulations, with information you can find online, with, with phone calls you can make to try and, and isolate or ensure that the goods are coming. You're dealing with a reputable, whether it's customer, whether it's supplier, in this case, whether it's carrier or trucker. It's absolutely huge, and, and entrepreneurs, if they don't take their time to deal with that and pick up the phone and call or do or do whatever service they have to do online or ask their people to do it because if there's only so many hours in the day, there's so much risk. And certainly in this business where troubleshooting, uh, as much as you want to keep it to a minimum, is ever so present, due diligence is huge. And I think when we, uh, when we come back uh, after, the, after the break and after the news, we're going to hear some stories about how they grew and how they grew outside of Canada and try and listen and learn a little bit from their due diligence from that aspect. On today's Entrepreneur Tonight, uh, we have Jean Soulier and Derek Vincent from CV Logistics. So more with them in just a second. It's 7.30 on CJ80. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. Welcome back to today's Entrepreneur, presented by Fuller Landau, a program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. My name is Dan Delmar, along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller, and our guest this evening from CV Logistics, Jean Soulier and Derek Vincent, a company that, guys, uh, continues to expand. You're based in Montreal, but you're doing business uh, where else in North America? Well, actually based in a small little town called Rosemary, north of Montreal. <laughs> um, doing business elsewhere, I mean... Out of the United States, uh, I mean, the majority of our business is done from the United States back into Canada. Uh, we have a nice little office, real great setup, actually, in Indio, California. Um, it's my dad's house. <laughs> and, uh, no, but we're actually looking at some options right now, some, some possibilities, some companies opening stuff, uh, opening up a business down there. Um, we have uh, options right now in Mexico as well. We've, we're actually looking at uh, a small little business out of Mexico that has an office in Mexico City and in Texas. How do you, how do you trust Mexico City? How do, you, how do you go about finding the right partner in what, what I think many believe to be is not exactly the most above-board 
town in the land. I said, yeah. <laughs> no, perfect. You, you hire. Send, send a software guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. What you do is you hire Mexicans and people with experience who speak the language, who are culturally, you know, aligned with with those people, and, that, and that's essentially what we did accidentally. Derek, why don't you talk about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a gentleman on our team by the name of Dagoberto Vega, and uh, <laughs> His, uh, alias Zorro. <laughs> Um, and Dag is actually in Mexico right now, so he might not even be listening to this, but he will be listening to the repeat. Um, this was completely by accident, because to be honest with you, we were really focusing a lot of our energy on a gentleman in the office by the name of Zach Kazam. Hello, Zachary. Um, who was building the U.S. Uh, side of things, which we are still putting a lot of time and effort and energy into, because he does require a lot of time and <laughs> energy. Um, but, he's, but he's doing a great job. Um, but the whole Dagoberto thing happened by accident. And, I mean, if you ever come to my house, you guys come over for a couple of drinks later, you'll see I have a big picture on my wall painting that says everything happens for a reason. And I really believe in that. And uh, one day I was in my office and I was with a couple of people in the office and it was, I don't know how intense the meeting it was, but it was intense enough. And we have a philosophy in the office. When the phone rings, you pick it up no matter what. If you're on the phone, the phone talking to the president of whatever company and the phone's ringing and I don't know who it is, I have to put the person on hold to pick up the phone. In this case, we had some people in front of us. I had some people in front of me, and the phone was ringing. I didn't know the number, so I picked it up. And I get this guy on the other end, which I don't understand a word he's saying. And he's speaking to me in French, and I'm like, yep, I don't understand what you're saying. Je ne comprends rien, qu'est-ce que tu dis? I'm pretty bilingual. And then he starts speaking in English, and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and then he's like, starts trying to speak to me in Spanish, and yeah, you, uh, you comprendo un poquito, you know? So we're going on and on. And uh, he's telling me that he wants to come in and work with us as an internship. And I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, no, we don't need anybody right now. We don't need anybody right now. And then all of a sudden, I looked down on the phone, and the guy had me on the phone for five minutes. I said, wow, you kept me on the phone for that long? I have to meet you. So he came in the office, sat down, and uh, obviously I understood him a lot better when we were face-to-face -face and didn't have you know, all, all, this, all, the other, all the other distractions going on. And uh, sold me on himself, and he came into the business, and he worked with us uh, as an internship for about two months, three months, I think it was, and uh, put him on a salary for the first year, and you know nothing really happened, not too much happened. It was it was tough. So is he located in Mexico right now? No, right now he's still at a Rosemary, but um, he is actually in Mexico right now building the business. I mean, he's uh, done a phenomenal job. He's got uh, three people working with him now, and he's got an agent, uh, two agents in Mexico, and um, he's actually down there meeting the company that uh, we're looking at purchasing, who's already sent us all the numbers. And Ernie, get ready, you will be looking at them. <laughs> and um, it's 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 uh, it's a great opportunity. I mean, this guy came in and just listen, he. he didn't really it didn't, like he didn't understand what he was talking about, but you could feel the emotion and the drive was there that he really wanted to work. He really wanted to get ahead. He wanted to provide his family with a, you know, a Canadian life. We're so lucky to live in Canada, besides the minus four thousand degrees weather that we have for three months. But he really wanted to provide that opportunity. I, w I would imagine when you're, you know, you're doing business throughout the continent and certainly in Mexico and keeping tabs and following <clears throat> people, your management information system, your IT system, plays a huge role. How has that changed in your business, and has it made it has it made life easier? Well, <laughs> it, I mean, it, it has made life uh, too bad. Mark Tibido wasn't here. A ton easier. Uh, first thing is, is you know, we've moved everything to cloud computing. So, 100% of the systems we use to support our business uh, are available in the cloud, which means I can open up a new location in 24 hours. 
which is fantastic, which means Dago, who's in Mexico right now, is booking loads on our system mm -hmm. uh, from, from abroad working and growing his business, which is fantastic. And the internet itself has provided unbelievable opportunities for us to, to do research. And, and one specific example was in Mexico, Dago brought one of the largest uh, contracts for us this year out of a, from a company from Mexico. And uh, the culture there is net 90 is the terms. There is nothing else, and you sign mm -hmm. them. And I had the contract in front of Claude, uh, Claude Vincent, Derek's dad, and uh, I thought he was going to have a heart attack when he saw how much money we were going to have floating out there and the cash flow risk to the business. Uh, so what did we do? We turned back to, our again, our trusty friend Google, started doing research on this customer to only find out that some large institution had just lent them $44 million. Once you follow the breadcrumbs and talk to the right people, you'd be surprised who will answer your questions and give you the time of day. So although legally these people were not allowed to give me details that, that would make me feel safe, completely safe, they did let me know that, hey, if this was my company, it was a small business, and, and I had to decide whether I was going to take this contract or not, I'd take it. So it, again, it comes back to due diligence, very important. But you know, it sounds like there's a lot of change. Like this didn't always take place. So how do you how are you managing change within the business within the industry? Yeah, ch change is is necessary. I mean, they say d evolve or die, and that is true. But the one thing that people need to remember, and if you're out there starting a small business or growing an existing one, remember this: that all the change that you impose on your people, that those people need to live with. And if you don't take the time to help them understand how they'll benefit from the change and actually be patient and listen to them and, and walk, through, walk through the valley of death with them, because that's exactly what they feel like, uh, then, then you'll be successful because these people will embrace it eventually. And our controller, uh, Linda Ford, who I love you, Linda, you're fantastic. You called me the devil one day. <laughs> I mean, she was like, he's the devil. He's coming to ruin this company. And eventually, guess what? I mean, our relationship has flourished. She's, she, she's fantastic. She's embraced change. And, and a lot of that is due to the fact that just as a management philosophy, people like Derek and Claude and, and Mark, everyone has just been patient with the people. And what we got in return was their patience and, and, and them listening and following instructions. It was one of the most difficult things we ever had to do, changing our <laughs> software package. It was really, really difficult. Uh, the company that uh, implemented our system, I'm not going to name any names, but um, it didn't go the way at all. Stephanie, stop laughing. <laughs> um, it, didn't not go, it didn't go the way that we thought it would go at all, at all, at all, um, to the point where... I'm not going to go there. It's negative. But uh, the positive, because behind every negative, there's a positive. We found the most amazing IT and outstanding person. This guy, his name's Mark Ryman. He comes from uh, Mauritius, did I say yes, it properly? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> got a great little accent when he talks. It's, it's, it's wonderful to hear him talk. And the most patient person I have ever met. Because uh, I, I am not the most computer literate person, although I am much better at it now. Um, you know, he's he's taken a system that we had a lot of problems with, worked really, really hard, made it better, and to this day, he's making it better every day, every day. And it's just constant, never improvement. But once again, we're talking to entrepreneurs who are building businesses. It's patience. It's working hard. And I mean, we're going, going through a software change is one of the most difficult things. And you know what? Today, I can tell you that, wow, I'm very happy. Well, I can say that I'm almost really ecstatic, but I am very happy <laughs> about the, the, the changes that we made and then the direction that we're going because it's fantastic for our customers, for our suppliers, for our dispatchers, for our sales. So, so then what's, I mean, as I said, as I heard you say, can't stay static, you always have to change. So 
what's as we come close to wrap up this time quickly what what's the next steps where is cv logistics looking to grow well right now the the focus is uh, mergers and acquisitions uh, we're looking for uh, small brokerages uh, people who who have spent a lot of their own sweat equity building up these businesses and are looking for a way out a way to enjoy uh, the money that they've been able to build um, while partnering with a with a young dynamic company like ourselves um, so if, if you're you have a small transportation brokerage out there and, and it's something that interests you I mean we're all ears and, and we're here for the long run I mean Derek is 35 I'm 34 Mark Thibodeau's 34 I mean, we're here to build a company that is gonna last beyond us so that should that should give them some security um, mergers and acquisitions getting into new markets going into the United States into Mexico uh, that's the name of the game right now growing as fast as possible so long-term vision due diligence growth will follow exactly all right guys we have to take a quick break you guys are gonna hang up we're also gonna bring in Ernie Furt from uh, from full Orlando to talk about tax time of course Josh and uh, some issues especially when it comes to uh, um, to deductions yeah you know it's it's uh, you know entrepreneurs take some advantages from their companies and let them pay. So there are some actually some benefits that the companies pay for that are supposed to be reported on. There's some clients' issues and some cha some challenges that uh, that entrepreneurials face. I think I brought off my pizza tonight, actually. But Bonus. No. Uh, 7.45 on CJAD. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. Welcome back to Today's Entrepreneur, presented by Fuller Landau, inspiring stories from outstanding business people, Dan Delmar, along with Josh Miller from Fuller Landau. Our guests this evening from CV Logistics, Jean Soulier and Derek Vincent. And we bring into the conversation from Fuller Landau, Ernie Furt, tax partner there. And Ernie, it's, uh, it's that time of year. People want to make all kinds of uh, deductions. Why don't we talk a bit about, uh, I guess, some that you can make and some that you probably shouldn't go for, I guess. And even even more importantly, you know, the taxable benefits, you know, people, entrepreneurs with cars in the businesses, you know, how do they deal with that? Well, it all, it all depends how you deal with it and what percentage you use for business purposes. You can have a car in the business, but you have to account for it properly. You have to have expense logs, mileage logs. And theoretically, there has to be an amount shown on the T4 for the personal usage of the vehicle. So there's calculations which are quite detailed and would bore the audience. So we won't get into that, but there's a lot of calculations that indicate you know, what you should put, be putting on, on your T4 at the end of the year. And there's other benefits that people take out of corporations as well. Some people take loans, but, uh, housing loans, for, for example. Uh, a housing loan these days is not a great idea because usually the housing loans are there for employment purposes, to, to hire somebody to work not for the shareholder to take a housing benefit and for the employees to get nothing. Uh, so there has to be terms and conditions for all these things. And in, in general, with respect to most taxable benefits, you know, you can take courses. Uh, if you take a language course, for example, that who does that benefit? Does it benefit the corporation more or does it benefit the individual more? And that's what it depends on. If something benefits the corporation more, then theoretically that's not a benefit for you. If it benefits the individual more, then it would be a benefit. It would be a taxable benefit. Now, what if you just want to take cash from the company and that would have to be T four, Josh. <laughs> no, what happens if you borrow money from the company for too long a period of time? If you borrow money from the company, theoretically, there's an interest rate factor that should be charged on that. Um, the, the current prescribed rate on loans is one percent. 
So if you charge back 1% on most loans, you should be okay provided you have all the paperwork in place. But it's key to do that. Paperwork is paramount in a lot of these taxable benefit cases and a lot of the cases that I deal with on a daily basis. Can you borrow money from your company indefinitely? Uh, no, you can't really borrow money from your company indefinitely. There's a two-year rule, basically, that you have to, to, to put it back within two years. Uh, so, And it can't be a series of loans and repayments. So I can't put it back, take it out, put it back, take it out, put it back. That would be a series of loans Don't and repayments. Don't forget to breathe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. Is there, um, I mean, I, I know the, the entrepreneurs take advantage of lots of things. Like, what about life insurance? You know, is life insurance... Uh, is it a taxable benefit? Is it something that you pay personally, the company should pay? I mean, it can be very expensive premiums. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of things that are expensive premiums. On, on life insurance, it depends. You, if, if, who is the beneficiary of the life insurance? Is the beneficiary the individual or is the beneficiary the company? What is the purpose of the life insurance? Is it a key man type insurance? There's, there, there's many ways to, 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 to look at these things and there's many types of insurances. There's, there's health insurance, dental insurance, uh, vision care. Uh, long-term disability. Now, with something like long-term long disability, you have to be very careful because if the premium is paid for by the corporation, then in the event, God forbid, that you have to use the long-term disability policy, then the proceeds there become taxable. Alternatively, if you pay for that, then the policy, then the, uh, the proceeds would not be taxable. And life insurance, is that something that you would recommend to pay premiums in a company? It all depends on the purpose. If the purpose for for the life insurance of the company is to ensure the company's survival, and the survival to the next generation, then it then it may be a good idea uh, to finance a buyout uh, of a shareholder in in any situation where the life insurance would would would, would come into play, where somebody is going to die. So you have to you know you have to look at the life insurance, see if it makes sense for the company, and. You know, it may not even be deductible to the company because it may not be required to secure a, a financial position of the company at the current time. So you, a, a deeper analysis of all these things is always warranted. Now, the, I, I'm sure, and, and I'm sure Jean and Derek are part of this group, there's a lot of employers, a lot of entrepreneurs that love to pay for meals for all their employees. <laughs> now, or give gifts at wedding or whatever. How much, I mean, does there have to be a concern? Do they have to declare taxable benefits to each and every employee? What's the risk? The, these days, uh, with respect to, to meals paid for employees, you have to be very careful. If you have a Christmas party or you have a summer party or something like that where all employees are invited to, then the cost of that is deductible to the company. It's not taxable to the individual uh, participants. As long as that cost per person is a hundred bucks or less for each of those uh, for each of those parties now they haven't changed this hundred dollars for many many years so it's always been a hundred dollars as far back as i can remember um other situations you know you have that friday lunch where everybody decides to to, to order something in that's theoretically not deductible yes you can hey you can call it a meeting if you'd like but the government generally will come in and will look at that and will question it you know, where they won't question is if you go out with a client, you take the client and you can to any restaurant and you can be reasonable in, in, in your expenses and you can prove that I am either recruiting this client or this client is already a, a customer of, uh, of my company. At that point in time, then the meals and entertainment is still only 50% deductible. I have a quick question. Oh, sorry, your finger went up. Um, 
Is it um, when you're taking an employee out? Is that a write-off as well? No, generally speaking, it is not. Uh, you know, it's the government has a difficult time with it, and and the reason why the government has a difficult time with it is they can't do it. And uh, <laughs> but no, no the, double standard. But, but the government's not building a business. The government's not building a business, but 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 where is the business purpose in taking the person out for lunch? And you can sit and you can justify all you want to me, but I'm not the judge and jury here. It's the government. Who's well, I'm the not judge justifying. I, I don't. I don't do that at all. <laughs> <laughs> can you think of a funny deduction that you've seen over the years? Something that uh, you just told a client, "No, we're not going to get away with that." <laughs> Hold that thought. We'll take a break, yeah. and we'll see if we can find a funny story after the break at 7.54 on Today's Entrepreneur. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants, and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. 7.55, we're back on Today's Entrepreneur uh, with Jean Soulier and Derek Vincent from CV Logistics, also with Ernie Furt. Uh, for a tax partner at Fuller Landau, and guys, we're talking about some of the, the funnier deductions that you've seen over the years. Uh, you each have one, so Josh, you want to go first? Well, you know, there, there's a number of uh, professionals, uh, whomever they may be, that let's <laughs> say, you know, clothing is part of their job, and, and if they, they have to maintain a certain wardrobe, which, of course, is naturally, uh, is, is, is natural. Mm -hmm. So I've once seen this real estate uh, agent who purchased some lingerie and said, well, this is part of my job and how I have to maintain my customer base and get listings. Are you sure she was a real estate agent? Um, <laughs> you know, on paper and to the government, absolutely. <laughs> and Ernie, you had a funny one too. Do you want to even mention it? Well, no, we, 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 can, we can mention that. You know, p people think that uh, their, their physical appearance is very important. And I've seen also, a typically a real estate agent <laughs> who went out and got a breast augmentation <laughs> and wanted to deduct the breast augmentation because she said it would bring more clientele. I don't know whether it did or it didn't, and the government didn't buy it. What do yeah. I feel like this is the same client? <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, not the same client. No, okay. <laughs> definitely, definitely not. So, gentlemen, De Derek and, uh, and Jean, you know, as, as we listen to the story and we listen to uh, certainly they're exciting days, they're, there's no doubt about it, and, and it sounds like you guys have some fun with what you do. Perhaps you can kind of give us some, some words of wisdom or what one or two pieces of advice would you give to today's entrepreneur? Jean? I would say surround yourself with the right people. And, and that means not just young, energetic people. It means wise people like Ernie, like our lawyer, uh, Beryl from uh, Baron Abrams, who's fantastic and, and our savior many times. Uh, Claude, who has tons of experience, who comes down and, and makes sure that we're always following the right path and we don't screw things up too bad. Uh, and and you know what? We've been joking around a lot, but um, we have to be very thankful for our partner, Mark Thibodeau. He has, it's because of Mark Thibodeau, we've had the opportunity to be able to do what we want with CV Logistics now. Um, listen, we got, you got Mutt and Jeff over here, <laughs> and then we have like the real brains behind the, behind the whole operation was Mark Thibodeau. He's a very intelligent person, uh, very detailed, and uh, you know he, work, he works hard at taking care of CV Logistics. You know He's put in a lot of money into the business, and it's not just because he has a lot of money, <clears throat> even though he does. Um, <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> he's smiling for sure right now. But, but, so but so that's your piece of advice, have a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, it's 
good advice. No, surround yourself with good people and be thankful for the people that you have around you and appreciate them and let them know that you appreciate them and just be an open and honest person and work as hard as you possibly can. Surround yourself with the best. I mean, there was an expression when I was back in door to door. I don't know if I can say it, but... Um, when you, you we have a seven second delay right so I, no. okay <laughs> I, I won't say it but it has to do with um dog manure and hanging around dog manure I, actually it doesn't make any sense i can't say <laughs> it but um so you know appre appreciate the people that are around you surround yourself with good people and and work hard and, and and most important at the end of the day is do something you love to do you know work you know you, like i said earlier you spend more time with the people you work with in your own family so you better love what you do and and certainly dan i think that's one of the bigger takeaways from this week is they certainly seem like they enjoy what they're doing and when when you love what you do and you have that passion you enjoy walking into work every day that certainly emanates and that perseveres throughout everybody and all the people the suppliers the customers and who have it so entrepreneurs if you don't like what you do try and find something else and if you love what you do then it's going to be easy to grow that business jean juliard and derek vincent looks like you guys are having Having a good time over at uh, CV Logistics. So thank you very much for joining us and sharing your story tonight. Thank thanks you for having us. And Ernie Fur, tax partner at Full Landau. Uh, thanks for the stories, especially Ernie. And uh, Josh will be back here next week, Monday night at 7 p.m. Absolutely. Happy Chinese New Year, Dan. Kung Hei Pat Choi. You can reach uh, Fuller Landau during business hours, 514-875-2865, or visit their website, www.flmontreal.com. Have a good night.